Welcome to an ACC podcast, our week three edition. I'm Lauren Brownlow from 99.9 The Fan in Raleigh and WRLSportsFan.com. You can find most of my stuff there. And I was not expecting this to be the game of the weekend, but I think that it probably is. So in honor of Virginia, Florida State, I guess being the game of the weekend, um, I have on, I, can I call you my producer? I guess you kind of are a producer of this podcast. Are you a distributor? Yeah. Distributor is probably the best word. <laughs> right. Not a, not a, um, our friend Kanata Edwards is my like de facto producer. He will want no credit for this. Yeah, I don't care. I- He's going to get it anyway. He's going to edit it out. That's the best part. Uh, <laughs> Dang it. No, not it. Do not do that. Uh, not it helps me put this together. No, I, yeah, I, yeah, I do with some of the, uh, I don't touch anything technically because you don't want me to do that because I would just delete it all. So yeah. Hi. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. You know, big week, just like everyone thought the two and O Cavaliers deprived of the ACC. No, what's funny is that like we talked before um, the week about like various guests we were thinking about having on. And, and I know Caroline reached out to me and was like, yeah, John Casillo from Noon's Magician, you know, he can come on with you Thursday. So it was super awkward when I had to reach out to John <laughs> over the weekend. I'm like, well, because you guys got obliterated at Maryland, I'm going to have to have you on a little earlier uh, and not have you on on Thursday because that game a little bit less significant now, but we'll we'll certainly get into that because for whatever yeah. reason, the ACC has decided to start having this like Friday night football. Wake has not played on Saturday this year. I feel like they might not the entire year. They're going to host North Carolina on Friday. Um, I have I have to confess something. I will not be there um, because oh, I. Oh my gosh! Where will, are you going, Warren? <laughs> I will be at the Lizzo concert, and. Oh, yes. <laughs> I will say that I did not do this in, on purpose. Um, you know, I'd love to say that I did, that I saw this game and was like, screw that. I don't need to be at this game. Like, I'm just going to go to Lizzo anyways. But I legit was just like, oh, it's on a Friday. Cool. Like, I, my brain is not yet programmed to be like, oh, For I should me, check yeah. my calendar to make sure there's not a football game on a Friday. I just am not. Yeah. I'm, I, I kind of like it. Maybe it's me. Like, maybe this says a lot about my social life. <laughs> but... <laughs> This Friday night thing, like, you know, even if I do go out, then it's nice to have games on, like, when you're out and doing things. Like, you know, there's a game on. That's fun. But also, like, if it's a Friday night and I'm like, I just want to sit home and watch football. And it's games that I actually care about because I have a problem and I'm a degenerate and, like, watching ACC football. So, um, yeah, I kind of – and Virginia has two more Friday games. Miami games a Friday night and uh, the Virginia Tech game at the end of the season is also a Friday. Really? Um, I am not a fan. They've made that – game on black friday for i think this is like the fourth year now maybe yeah that maybe has been a weird that, thing yeah i don't love it it's just a lot like it usually like encroaches on <laughs> if you're a virginia fan it usually just like ruins your thanksgiving because you're like oh i had such a lovely day with my family now i'm gonna cry <laughs> um <laughs> i feel like um i feel like state carolina that game was on black friday for a hot minute and then they moved it so maybe they just replaced it with this one i'm not sure i don't know um, not my fave well for me I-, I know what you're saying um i know sometimes people in our state especially will be like well this is a night that should be reserved for for high school football and i get that um i don't care yeah. about that as much as like look i just need a night on a weekend that like i could potentially <laughs> something personally i'm just saying like, yeah that's true too like, please, I cover three teams. Don't add another night to my life. Like, why are you doing this to me? I don't care for it. Uh, Thursday's There's different. The overlap, the overlap of football and oh. basketball. Yes, which they're also ruining my life with by opening 
the season with uh, ACC games, which I hate yeah. so, so, so much. But I, I, I so I hate it. <laughs> I, I do. This UNC Wake matchup is super interesting to me, like on a number of levels. So I'll be super excited to watch it later when I'm not at the Lizzo concert. But I guess I could watch like the first half probably before she comes on. Um, Just stream it on your phone during while you're singing and stuff. It'll be great. But I have to look, Caroline, I have to save my phone battery for when I'm Instagram storying uh, oh, yeah. Lizzo, which, which is super effective. Loves, yeah, everyone <laughs> loves to watch. If I've learned one thing about social media. That everybody loves everybody concert loves videos. Concert videos yeah, yeah, they're never terrible. They're never no. like low quality. You definitely can hear like super high, you know, standard sound. It's great. Yeah, I highly recommend Instagram story the whole thing. Considering my itinerary for that night, I can hundred percent promise you that will be happening, regardless of. Uh... <laughs> I will actually also watch it. So. <laughs> uh, but I, I'm I'm interested because well, the one thing that immediately struck me was that. Chaz Surratt, Carolina's former quarterback turned linebacker, yeah. is going to be facing off against his brother Sage, who was a wide receiver for uh, Wake Forest. Both, you know, Sage is really good. Chaz is has a lot of natural talent at that position, as it turned out. Like I, that was a surprise yeah. to me. But it's just funny because I guess like I think Chaz is older, so she he was like his mom is like don't hurt my baby and all. So it's just <laughs> I'm just like I, I, I'm some I'm somehow fascinated by this moment of like even though there's so much sibling violence that routinely happens anyways like across America, yeah. like it's still one of those things of like oh my gosh I'm really fascinated to see a brother tackle his brother I don't know why that's really I I want to shout out their parents because those names Seriously. are fabulous um chaz with twosies yeah surat is so fun um i just really like this matchup because i sneaky think that wake forest might be the second best team in the atlantic they could be they could be and i want to see more state i want to see less florida state (laughs) i want to see so do their fan (laughs) yeah oh gosh We'll get to that. Um, but, you know, like, I think Wake Forest is a team. Again, like you said, they played two – well, they played a Friday night game, and did they have a Thursday night or something like that? They had weird games. You know, they played well against that – that Utah State game was yeah. one of the most fun games of that weekend, and I feel like not a lot of people saw it. And Utah State is a – you know, that's a tough team. It's not an easy one to play against. So I think that they're a team that's had a lot of – like they're kind of underrated at this – or not underrated as much as – off the it's, radar entirely sure of course yeah like i like their offense a lot um their defense leaves something to be desired so it'll be like i think it could really be a fun game where you know both offenses move up and down and it's super interesting i'm also super intrigued by the fact that like and this was a thing even in the offseason mac brown hired two former wakey leaks assistants he has jay bateman as his defensive coordinator yeah and lonnie galloway as his wide receivers coach both were implicated in the wakey thing uh, although like they're both kind of downplaying it but i i, I, I want know. it to be a thing i want it to be a thing so much but uh, maybe That's it's just we're here to remind people of wakey leaks which is a thing that happened it, it's so crazy to me like and it's crazy that people just don't seem to care about it at all like it's nuts to me uh, yeah, it's. Not, I think about that. I forget about it, and I you know cover the league and all this stuff, and I'm like, oh yeah, like people were telling them their secrets, and they still won games <laughs> against people who knew what they were going to do. With, <laughs> That's impressive. With a horrend, like Virginia Tech lost to them in a, the zero zero tie game, and I don't <laughs> care what any of you guys say. This does not impact that game. That game was still art. I don't care. In fact, it almost makes it more artistic to me. Oh, way the more. The fact artistic. that they had the plays and they still it was still zero zero 
Yeah. And <laughs> like they still lost that game against a wake team that had like Swiss cheese for an offensive line. Like mm-hmm. Dave Clawson can coach a little. I'm yeah. just saying. You can. Um <laughs> but yeah, like it, it's it, it's mind blowing. It'll be like look, if 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 Wake wins and they score like 60 against Carolina, everybody's going to be like, "Ooh, it's a revenge game." And, and and it might be, but I, I don't know that Wake's defense is good enough for that. We'll see. It'll be interesting. Yeah, um, I took a lot of flack from Carolina fans, and that's fair. I, I made a you know very loose statement after the first game, like, "Ah, people might be overreacting a little bit." I don't know. Like, are we? How back is Mac? You know, like that's where I was at for the first game, and. And obviously a big win, like getting SEC win, rivalry win, coming back in the fourth quarter. I know that's stuff that Carolina fans had been, you know, wringing their hands, rightfully so, over the past few seasons was, can they close out a game? Can they close out a game? And now you have two. Literally any game. Yeah, any game. Just pick one. Just close (laughs) one of them. Um, And now back-to-back games against Power 5 competition. So, you know, I don't know how good South Carolina is going to be. And I don't know... Well, Miami's one of those teams that's just so hard to gauge right now because they've played, you know, by the polls, the yeah, top good 10 teams. teams. Yeah. And then, yeah. you know, a team like North Carolina that's shown that they have that Sam Howell has been absolutely incredible. How is that kid yeah. a freshman? Like, it's just like some of those dimes he was dropping and, you know, Miami fans have been beating themselves up for a week now with that fourth and 17. And <laughs> I mean, rightfully so, but like that's tough look for my <laughs> tough look for McCain's over there, but like so this one to me is one of the most fascinating i would have said before that i thought the most competitive game was going to be syracuse clemson or at least that would be the most interesting one in my opinion for the week of like yeah, the ABC yeah. matchups even though this one technically is a non-conference game um i think now you got to look at that this unc wake game as like the the most interesting conference matchup that's not a conference matchup of the week ps my my buddy uh Brett said that Sam Howell looks like a cross between Luke May and Baker Mayfield. So good luck yes. on seeing that. I know he does. He looks like a, a diet and I don't mean diet. Like he's not as skilled, but he looks like a diet. Right. Luke May. Like, <laughs> like he's his like youngest brother of three or something. You know what I mean? Like, so like he kind of oh. looks like the oldest one. <laughs> it's very specific. Well, Carolina fans, at least you got, you sort of got Luke May's brother. Just not the way you thought. Sorry, Luke May's actual brother chose Alabama instead. Uh, oh, hard to blame no. him. Yeah, Drake May, Drake May chose uh, Alabama over Carolina, and people Drake were May. Drake May. That's wow, right. We're just having to do an all name ACC podcast someday. Uh, I've I've been ranking the names of every game I've covered so far <laughs> um, on each roster, and I've had a good time yeah. doing it, and I'll probably keep doing it. Um, yeah. Also, also on Friday night in the TGIF ACC lineup. Uh, Kansas Boston College, the battle of teams Ooh. that are also band names. Although I guess it's not Boston, it's Boston College, so maybe that kind of ruins it. Kansas also a band, so kind of works. A band, yeah. <laughs> uh, this is one that uh, I think Adazio really needs to just have them look very competent and comfortably win. <laughs> so uh, if we're we don't need to like get into this one too much, I don't think. But I will say this, like. I literally made this joke the other day because I was sort of, you know, I, I, I ranked Carolina this week partially because, like, they have two P5 wins, and I was joking. Mm-hmm. I wasn't joking, but I was like, you know, it's not like they're P5 wins because not all P5 wins are created equally. So I was like, it's not no, like not at all. It's not like their P5 wins are like Kansas and Rutgers. Lo and behold, I look at Boston College's schedule. They have Kansas and Rutgers. So 
Okay. I mean, look, BC, I get it. Like, you got to make a bowl. Do you? You're, yeah. You look, you look great smart. on offense so far. It's no, and Kansas looks whatever the opposite of great is on offense. So you should be fine. Uh, best of, they well, scored seven against Coastal is, Carolina. Less is more. Yeah, sure. My God. Less, less miles is, is more terrible than Kansas football. I it's, got re- nothing else. it's really just a big shocker to see a less miles team struggling on offense. All right. Uh, Pitt, Penn State, insert Michael Scott, uh, wincing GIF. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, this is going to be huge. This, this, I think, will be – I don't even want to say it's a full indicator of, like, how – there's a lot of questions out there, like, how good is Pitt? Like, I, I'm not on the <laughs> – Are they? Because I, I don't like them. I don't think they look great at all. I think – I will say their defense has, has surprised me pleasantly. Um, yeah. Because even against bad teams, their defense has struggled some in the past, and, and they – you know, they held down a capable Ohio team and, and they look good in week one, too. Um, but uh, Penn State's a different beast and their offense. Oh, for is, sure. Their I mean, offense has been kind of. Up. Yeah, their offense has been bad. Kenny so, Pickett hasn't gotten a lot of help from his receivers. Yeah, um, it's true. There were some drop passes. But my favorite pit stat of the season, granted, small sample size. They only scored touchdowns in the second quarter. <laughs> all of their touchdowns. <laughs> I was watching the end of the Ohio game and they were driving and I was like, do not score a touchdown. I need this tidbit. Keep this streak alive. And lo and behold. Yeah, so they yeah, so they only scored they scored two touchdowns against Virginia um in that second quarter. And then they scored two against Ohio in the second quarter. And every uh, all the other scoring field goals have been in the other six quarters. So Fun facts with Caroline. Stick around. <laughs> this is an imp- good, good info like that. <laughs> Frankly, if they score in any quarter, I'll be pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Um, <laughs> NC State at West Virginia. Um, this is a big one for State because West Virginia has not looked very good. There's a reason Dana Holgerson went to a uh, non-P5 team to coach, and it wasn't just that they threw a bunch of money at him. It was that he knew that his roster was going to be but, and it is, so you got to win this one, State. Yeah. It's, I think the best way to sum it up is just to read to you the latest article on backing the packs title, <laughs> which is, Meet West Virginia, which is trying to mop up the entrails. It's exploded everywhere. <laughs> I, lo- I love Stephen so much. Stephen had one last week that was like something about Western Carolina. And if you have the page pulled up, you might see it, which was like, did state beat an actual team or like a bag of jelly? And <laughs> a large pile of pudding. That's Frankly, we may never know. <laughs> I cry laughed when oh. I read that. I love you. Stephen, if you're yeah, listening. And I'm going to tell you I shouted you out, Stephen, so that you feel guilted into listening. <laughs> um, I love I you. We should have not a move it all the way to the end. Um, I'm going to have Stephen on at some point this week to uh, do like a nihilist NC State podcast, and it's going to be super fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be amazing. Yeah, West Virginia's bad. <laughs> but, that, there's no way around it. I, I tweeted that I was going to, you know, my setup for the TVs on Saturday watching the games and um, smoking musket SB Nation's um, West Virginia blog was like, oh, don't watch our game. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> you don't want to do that. <laughs> and I was like, it'll be fun. They're like, it will not be fun. And I was like, okay. See, I think this is... This is almost like this is a must win for state just in the sense that like I didn't think, you know, against their first game against EC, they're playing all the directional Carolinas at various points this season. Yes, I think. They've, they um, now they now they're trying to own the state and by taking over various <laughs> territories in it. 
I appreciate that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But they haven't looked really like this is another team that I think has a really, really legitimate claim to second best in the Atlantic. Um, But I just want to see more consistency, like at the start of the game, they've been allowed kind of these slowish starts because of the fact that they're not playing the hardest teams. And I think that that I want to see like, just they got to kick some ass. Yeah. Yeah, they got to show up on time for sure. Um, they were a little sleepy to start that game because you texted me. You're like, "State, are you okay?" And I'm like, "Yeah." They apparently this is just a thing that they're doing. So uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't really get. They it. don't like noon games. Well, yeah, they're trying to send a message. No more noon games. Um, we got Furman at Virginia Tech. Uh, not a whole lot to say here, obviously, but I do need to share this with the people. Um, I don't know if you knew this, but Furman University, fu. Um, a few. Yeah. I, do you know that they chant? They have a chant that they do, no. like that. That's like literally on the university website, and I just need to share it with everyone. <laughs> it goes: F you one time, F you two times, F you three times, F you all the time. Yes. <laughs> so You're that's the thing. Going to, get, going to get a graduate degree from Furman, so I can chant that. You're going to hear that if you're in the Charlottesville vicinity, you'll probably hear Caroline chanting that from her house. No, if you all, I don't think that this one should be much of a problem. No. Well, you know, yeah, they need, they need like a game to feel good about the Hokies do because I know their fans are a little grumpy and I totally get it because things haven't looked all that great yet, but um, this should be that game. So enjoy it while you can. And yeah. Uh, Louisville, Western Kentucky. Oh, is Western Kentucky like I don't okay like the line is like Louisville by ten? Yeah, with Petrino ball here, pretty legit. Um, like oh. in the sense, of, like this Uh-oh. isn't one that <laughs> not legit. Like I think this will still be one that Louisville wins comfortably, especially okay. after the first week. Like, yeah, I've been very impressed. I didn't get to watch a lot of last week's game, but watching them against Notre Dame did two things for me: one, make me more nervous for Virginia to play Louisville. And two, make me less nervous for Virginia to play Notre Dame. <laughs> Still going to be tough, but I, I think there was, I've said it before, I think, but Louisville fans obviously are stoked. Like this is the, you know, there's no moral victories, but holy crap, we don't look like a pile of jello. Like this is so exciting. Um, like, wow, look, the players are trying, um, which again, don't blame them. Like, I, um, yeah, you know, with the addition of now justify popping for a drug test, you know, I think all Petrino's effectively ruined, like, I think um, Mike Rutherford, Card Chronicle, said like the entire cover of that team's um, program, which had Justify on it. I don't know if you remember that, like three years ago. Yes, I I sure do. <laughs> like now, <laughs> all of them are shamed. It's all ruined. <laughs> yeah. but, Louisville, Louisville, I have a message for you. Please, please understand. Hear me, hear me now, please. If you ever, in any capacity, have Bobby Petrino back to talk to a local touchdown club and you give him a standing ovation. I will never forgive you. <laughs> you are not Arkansas. Be better. Yeah. That's, God. I don't think, what I are mean, you doing? Yeah. No, there's something, there's something wrong with, with some sec fan bases. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Georgia tech Citadel. Oh, Georgia tech. You got to win. I didn't expect yeah. it. Um, that's fun. Um, it, was, that was I have, tough, it was a little bit of a tough game to watch, but um uh yeah. And they're probably all gonna be like that. But uh there's not much interesting really to say about this game. Playing a triple option team, Georgia Tech should still win. Um Tori McElaney of the Athletic who covers Georgia Tech, I do have to share this. Um apparently during third downs, um, 
you know, the money down. That's what they call it, right? Most most schools call it that. They give Georgia Tech students fake three dollar bills with Jeff Collins' face on them. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and he and it says Minister of Mayhem on top. Yes. Of oh my god. Also, am I the only person that thinks he looks like Frank Kelly and Doe has lost weight? Oh no, I won't be able to unsee that either. I'm sorry. I, yeah. I just when I first saw him against Clemson, I was like, he looks like Frank Caliendo. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> that's a that's our Georgia that's our extensive Georgia Tech analysis that you can only get here. Um, let's see, Bethune Cookman, Miami. Um, there's literally nothing to say here except for look. You you touched on it earlier. I do want to say it because I feel this way, and I have been somebody who's made fun of Miami a lot in recent years, especially even in the years that they were good. Like they were piling up a good record. I was still yeah. like, you guys look like garbage. I like this Miami team. I legitimately yeah. do. I know they're zero two. I like the quarterback. I yeah. do. There are some people that were saying like after the game against Carolina, like, oh, if the court, and I was like, do not say a single thing about if the quarterback, no. blah, 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 because that kid played. Aaron Williams is a baller. Yeah. I, I mean, I looked at the stats. I was like, come on, man, you can't put this stuff on. Like there's some things like you, the missed extra point, the missed field goal, like. Bubba Bexa, you yeah. let us all down. <laughs> Bubba Bexa. The, like, <laughs> I don't know what this name just, I love the top five name in the ACC. It's so great. Um, it's amazing. And then you look at just some of the penalties and like when they got them and stuff like that. Like, um, yeah, like statistically Miami should have won that game. You look at every major stat that really means anything <laughs> and it should. Oh yeah. Technically like you look at the game and be like, Oh, Miami won this game. And they'd be like, wait, what? And obviously it was a close game. So it's not like they completely ruined was, everything in their yeah. favor or whatever, but, um, it's a little like Carolina last year, frankly, yeah. in the sense that like they would, you know, they would fi- just find creative ways to lose. And um, I, I, but I like I like Miami. I think to have a quarterback is important for them. Jared Williams is good, and I think that it's a good thing that they like this will get them wins that they wouldn't have gotten last year because their quarterback play was trash. Yeah, so, I like true. Miami. Give Not Miami the- some time, y'all. Like these things take Seriously. time. Coming from yeah. someone who's followed a lot of terrible football. Like you, you have to, and the same thing really applies for Florida state. You can't give people a year and a half or two games. There are people already that are like, nothing's changed, man. He didn't fix anything. And I'm like, dude, it's two games against two good teams. Like it'll be okay. And I think they look way better. I think they look way different. Yeah. Um, by the way, I have to add this. I did say it. Um, I said it, I believe on uh, the earlier podcast this week, but Mac Brown after the game said something along the lines of like, you know, they say when you hit Miami in the mouth, they just give up, but they really didn't. And I'm like, wow, Mark Rick shade. You're just throwing out all the shade this week. <laughs> Meanwhile, Mark Rick is standing on a beach holding Mark the Rick's thing. Mark like, hey. That's true. You're living his best life. I love like, Mark oh, Rick. God, I could hear you over the ocean waves crashing on my vacation. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't have to deal with any college football stress. It's wonderful. Yeah. He's like, I'm so happy I don't have to be reviewing film right now. I was like, dude, flex, flex big time, man. Do it. Live your he life. is. He is a treasure, and we should always appreciate him. I didn't um, think he had that kind of like. I know sense of humor. Network, yes. Like I love yes. the post game show. If you, I mean, ACC Network. If you, if you don't have it, do the free trials. Get the Hulu, whatever you want to do. It's worth it. I pro- like. I think so. I love it. It's extremely made for me. But the post game shows on like Friday night, Saturday nights are top television. It's hilarious. Like. 
you've got Mark Richt laying on the ground, like showing fumble recovery positions. And like, it's, it's just priceless. Like you gotta. Wonderful. You got it. It's great. You got to see it. So now we've got Duke at middle Tennessee state. I have no clue why Duke's doing this, but it's whatever. Um, (laughs) I'm not even going to bother to analyze this from a football perspective because middle Tennessee state is coached by a man named Rick Stockstill. Y'all might not know him, but I've known of Rick for a long time and i know of him because back when i first started doing gif previews or acc game previews like in 2013 when i was at accsports.com and (laughs) what i discovered in my research was that rick Stockstill he started this thing back in 2013 where he just decided he was going to like tweet out all of his favorite songs (laughs) um it's hashtag stocks tunes on on twitter you can still find it (laughs) Excuse not me, all of them I'm but a lot of them <laughs> so like Dude. none of them are connected um like for instance uh his number 23 song mustang sally by wilson pickett uh number 25 20- of 75 theme from shaft by isaac hayes number 24 badonka donk by trace adkins i saw that someone retweeted it and goes not sure where to go with this <laughs> Oh, but Rick's fantastic. like it's just super fun. It was just like something he decided to do in the off season, where he would just randomly tweet out songs and do the hashtag Stockstones, and then a link to their lyrics. And I Love think it. it's wonderful. Yeah, he, he's, he just ranked the songs, and I've every year I like look for this whenever an ACC school plays them because I'm always like, wait, where did it go? And I found it. Thank you to the person that sent me that hash that uh, hashtag so that I could rediscover this magic. Um, what a delight. Yeah, it's it's wonderful. Um, <laughs> uh, also, not re- at all related to actual football. I know Mac Brown danced in week one, as we all saw in the locker room, and it was horrible. And, yeah. and Mac said as much too. Um, and Josh Graham, in, who has a radio show over in Greensboro, he had David Cutcliffe on the show um, and asked him if he's a better dancer than Mac Brown. David Cutcliffe says, quote, we may have to find out. I'll take him on. I promise you, I'm not afraid. Um, oh, my God. David I Cutcliffe, I tweeted, I retweeted that with a gif of David Cutcliffe dancing because David Cutcliffe can dance like for real and would just smoke Mac Brown in a dance off. What is the, you know, like, I feel like both of them, first of all, I love my, I love those two in the sense of like, I just want to hang out with them and eat where there's originals like i'm not trying to be a like it sounds terrible <laughs> i think they're adorable <laughs> um and i they're i think they're both great coaches so it's exciting to see when, like i bet cutcliffe has some like legit old school moves up his sleeve you know what i mean no, like I've, that's what yeah, I i've see seen cutcliffe, it like like when Christopher Walken busted out like all the sh- like soft shoe moves in that Fat Boy Slim video, and everyone's like, Christopher Walken can dance, and he's been like classically trained, like that thing. That's what I think, I think of Cutcliffe dancing, and I don't know why. No, he's he's legit. Like he's the guy that at the wedding you're like, whoa, hello. Like I didn't know you had that uncle, whoever. You know, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm I'm yeah. aging him down by making him an uncle, but whatever. Um, yeah, he he's legit. Like he can dance for real. And like, I don't know. I, I was trying to think if there's an ACC coach that I would immediately assume is a better dancer. And I don't know that I would. Not off the top of my head. I feel like, you know who I feel like, like the stereotype would be, right? That like Willie Taggart and Dino Babers are good dancers, which is a terrible stereotype. I actually feel like Willie Taggart's probably a terrible dancer. 
And I think it's because he looks so unsure of himself all the time. Yeah. But that's true. Like he just that. doesn't look confident at all. <laughs> I wonder if Bronco got any of the dancing skills of like Cosmo, the BYU mascot. Um, oh my seen, God. That's like the best dancing mascot. In the history of like, I love it. If you haven't seen it, folks, go check it out. It's outstanding. Um, but yeah, maybe I would say, I think the running backs coach for Virginia is a pretty good dancer, Mark Atui. Oh. But if we're, oh, you know, I don't want to open things up into assistant coaches. That gets, you know. Yeah, then real, that gets complicated messy, for sure. Like too many people. But yeah, I think I'd put, I could see Cutcliffe Sneaky being the best coach dancer. I could see it. I could actually see like Dabo's super awkward, but I could see him being the guy that like will randomly break it down and you're like, oh my God, I didn't know he could dance. Like that's crazy. Yeah, he's a fun dancer in the middle of the circle. He does the, the worm. Yeah, yeah, he does the worm. <laughs> and then like backs out of the group and you're like that was awesome and then everyone keeps dancing but like Cutcliffe's like the low-key like he's spinning his wife and has like actual dance moves type thing that's how I see it in my mind yeah he like the gif I have of like he was dancing with a security guard after a duke oh, game yeah. and like he's like spun her around and everything like he he's legit like he can he can actually dance but I don't know that I feel like any other ACC coaches are no. very good dancers um those are just the ones that stick Curious. out to me of like uh, Dino Babers, Dino Babers, maybe. Um, but for sure, I think Dabo's like sneaky good and Cutcliffe's amazing and Dave Clawson's terrible. And we already saw Max really bad. Um, Dave Doran never dances. I feel like Doran and Fuente would have the same style, like just kind yes. of like maybe the ones like they get dragged out onto the dance floor, like at the and they just step, the step back and forth yeah, awkwardly. Yeah. They don't, don't enjoy it much. No, no, they, they do not want to dance at all. They don't have time for those shenanigans. So. <laughs> Um, Clemson Syracuse the game we thought Ooh. would be the game of the week Ooh. well I feel like this needs to be an Eric Dungy appreciation um, space for just a minute because yeah like and this isn't anything against Tommy DeVito who I think his, his you know his line is better than I think it, it, it had any business being considering like all the tweets that I was seeing about him early on yeah yeah Um, it's just it's gonna take some time and John Casillo said it when I had him on earlier this week that like um, Eric Dungy was like a gremlin, like you threw him in water and he got, you know, put some adversity, threw some adversity at him and he got better. <laughs> and, you know, not everybody's like that, you know, and, and yeah. <laughs> DeVito is just going to have to do some learning on the job. Syracuse has always given Clemson problems. Um, this game to me feels a little bit because I've seen people say, oh, I don't know. Like, I do think even though Syracuse got blown out, like they can still give Clemson some issues. It's in Syracuse. Yeah. I, I think like last week, people are trying a little bit too hard like they did with A&M. Like, oh, I don't know. A&M gave yeah. Clemson problems last year. Yeah. I think people are trying a little hard. Like, do we really think they're going to knock out Clemson's quarterback for the third straight year? No. And I, I just, this, oh man, I really wanted this to be one of those like, ooh, third year in a row, it's going to be close. I think they're going to get stomped. And yep, it's going to be a huge crowd. I think the atmosphere is going to be great for the first quarter. And I, this Clemson is just too good. Like, that's it. They just do whatever they want. And <laughs> Trevor Lawrence throws like 45 yard balls looking like I'm, you know, he's just like tossing food to his dog. Like, it's just, it's so effortless. And, the wide receivers are NFL caliber already. And then you add in ATN and like, it's just, it's too much. Like, and norm, and I'm not saying that no team will give them any trouble because it's football, like random stuff happens all the time. Like, I don't I think it's that. this one though. Yeah. And I just don't think it's this one, especially knowing what the issues were for Syracuse against Maryland. 
they just there were holes everywhere i think they were playing on a football field three times the usual size it like with all like the space that maryland had well and i've joked before like because they film it from a blimp like you can never tell like it just feels gigantic um I just, uh, yeah, I think that defensive line is just going to make things way worse for DeVito. It's going to get worse before it gets better. But I do think that Syracuse is a team that's going to get better over the course of the season. Like, yeah, yeah I do too. I'm not fully, you know, ditching Syracuse. This is just a brutal, like, I still don't know quite what to make of Maryland because they've looked really good. But one of those games was against Howard, Howard and that's yeah. just tough to, you yeah. know. But they looked really good. They kicked ass and you're supposed to beat teams like that. Like if you're that much better than they are for sure. Um, so it's just kind of, I'll be really curious because if Maryland's as good as I think they are right now or how they've played, they're going to cause some problems for some people in the big 10. Like what might've been like a, Oh, this might be tough, but we'll handle it type game is now going to be like a, well, we, we better be ready. Like, cause Maryland and you know, I'm not trying to hype up Maryland too much. This is an ACC podcast. You guys. Yeah. Um, we don't know. Yeah. Her. I think Syracuse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm done. I don't know her. Mariah Carey, channeling my Mariah yes. Carey. I don't know her. Um, but yeah, I think Syracuse, like, hope is not lost. I just don't think this is going to be it, guys. Not this week. No, def- it's going to be tough. Tough stuff. And that gets us to what is actually going to be the game of the weekend, which I actually had, th- I mean, to be fair, I actually had this circled for a while because I felt like, okay, Virginia probably going to start out 2-0 and going into that game. And I thought Florida State would look a little bit better. So I thought maybe that would be... <laughs> I think a lot of people thought Florida State was oh, going to look better than that. Florida State, man. it's They've gone zero days without an incident. You know, We're going to have to start <laughs> keeping one of those signs that's like, how many days have you gone without an incident? And it's not good, y'all. Like, like Phil Kofer's jersey. <laughs> oh, I just, I can't. This is not like it's 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 bad y'all like it's real bad in florida state um and willie taggart did say earlier this week that the key to beating virginia will be and i quote playing our best ball game ever oh man just also just let's throw this out there that uh, sentence alone is so weird it gives you anxiety doesn't it yeah absolutely (laughs) (laughs) because i know you This is the 19th meeting between these two fierce rivals. Yes. Um, and the previous, you know, Florida State is 15 and three. Like they've dominated. The two teams, you know, haven't faced, I think, since 2014 was the last time they played each other. Um, yeah, in Tallahassee. Um, they won in Tallahassee in 2011 um, yeah. under Mike London. Yeah. Um, and then they won their one in Charlottesville in 2005. Then you have to go all the way back to 1995 for the huge upset in Charlottesville. And so that those that's it. Those are the three wins. <laughs> against, so going into this game, this is the first time that Virginia has been ranked and Florida State hasn't. This is the first time that Virginia has been favored. And not only are they favored, but they're favored by More seven, than a touchdown. eight points. Yeah. And, and so this is all setting up. But the thing for me watching the Virginia team the first two weeks is, you know, they went to Pitt and got a win on the road. That was convincing. They played smart. They played clean. There weren't a lot of mistakes. Three t- three penalties, no turnovers. They you know blocked a punt, intercepted the ball twice. Like just a solid performance, especially considering Week One against a physical team like Pitt. That was a big win for Virginia. One because you got a leg up in the coastal, but two it was like kind of a tone setter. For sure. And then they ho- they hosted the Fighting Mike Londons last week, 
And for the first time in a very long time, they kicked the crap out of a team they were supposed to kick the crap out of. There was yeah. no hand wringing. There was no, like, there were mistakes made. You know, it was a muff punt. There were two interceptions from Bryce that were just, you know, thrown across the body or didn't see a defender. But the game was so in hand at that point that you're kind of like, oh, he's trying to force something, like, not the end of the world. They, this is the b- most confident or comfortable Virginia fans have felt. And so therefore everyone's oh, terrified. that's terrifying. Yeah. yeah. I, I was going to so. say, I know, I know how your mind works. So yeah, and, well, it's, it's, I know what we want to think that this is going to be like um, a blowout, but I, I don't know that that's Virginia style. Like you were saying, I mean, they just, yeah. even the pit game was in doubt a little bit until like the very, very end. And I think it's going to be, you know, they're not going to run away with it, but all they have to do is, is be really, they just need to let FSU get out to a big halftime lead. Evidently, then, that's the key. Oh, man. I look at that, and that's what's so fascinating to me about this game, too, was going to be watching it. Um, because, say, you're, if you're, if Virginia's ahead at halftime, like, you got to feel pretty good. <laughs> like, because Florida State has not quite shown that they're a second half team um, in this season so far. Blowing whatever the, multiple whatever the exact opposite. Games. Yeah. Of the ha- second half team is, is what they yeah. are. <laughs> On the flip side, if Florida State takes a lead into the half, like you still have to think that that is still an advantage for Virginia because Florida State's now going to be like, yes. oh, we can't mess this up. Like, and Virginia's going to be like, they've been ahead both of their other games. There's no reason we can't come back. Like, so there's just kind of like this weird psyche mentality for this game. And I, oh, I think sure. the biggest thing to that I'm looking at is going to be Virginia's defensive line against Florida State's offensive line, um, oh, which boy. has been not not good. Um, and yeah, yeah, they upgraded this year from like <laughs> atrocious to like slightly functional. Yeah, and that might even be a little generous. Which again, yeah. all of these things like, you don't like. You understand. People listening might not understand. Like how uncomfortable talking about Virginia like this makes me feel because just history. <laughs> but yeah. you look at the different facets of the game and Virginia's defense has been basically outstanding. And again, yeah. short, you know, small sample size. But if you go back into last season, like this is a defense that has been solid and is improving. You've got all American Bryce Hall leading the secondary. Nick Grant Bronco's a really, really good, good defensive coach too. And he knows how yeah. to scheme it. And I, I, I don't worry about them in that, in that capacity at all. So if they can force some turnovers and get yeah. smart field position, that's something that the offense is built to take advantage of. I haven't well, seen as many long drives as I'd like from the offense, but they're also, again, there hasn't been that many opportunities. Because like, yeah. if you get a short field from Pitt, you're not going to be like, excuse me, can we actually back up the field a can little bit? Can we start like, further? Yeah. <laughs> so there haven't been a lot of opportunities where, you know, and and – I'm ex- like the special teams have been good. They actually have a kicker who seems to be able to make field goals from more than, you know, 20 yards out, which is exciting. Um, and then it's all going to be how much time can Virginia yeah. give Bryce Hall, uh, Bryce Perkins, too many Bryce's, Bryce Perkins. So, you know, but apparently yeah. they have a plan to contain him according to their linebacker. So, Oh my God. <laughs> I, yeah, I did. Uh, God, who, who was that that tweeted that it's in my Twitter likes, but I had another um, funny, I had- LOL at Florida State. Sean Reed of The Athletic tweeted that their edge linebacker, Leonard Warner III, which honestly, he could play for a Virginia or North Carolina with that name. That's pretty solid. Oh, seriously, yeah. Um, Obviously, quote, obviously he's a pretty good runner, but I don't think we're going to have too much trouble with him. I think we've got a pretty good plan for controlling him, end quote. 
Uh, well, I guess the plans for weeks one and two were uh, poor plans. Not existent. <laughs> this is the first time Maybe they, they had a plan. I don't know. Right. <laughs> uh, I, I will say they hired Jim Levitt back this yeah. week as like a consultant. That's a big thing for me. Just sort of chatting with people around Florida State. Essentially, they've been running Jim Levitt's defense and thought they'd have Jim Levitt on staff. Yeah. And he was not. And now he is. And, and that should help some. But yeah, no, that's uh, honey. What are you talking about? Why would you say that? Um, that's what I'm saying. Like FSU has gone zero days without an incident. Um, yeah. FSU. I have to share this though. While we're yeah. LOLing at FSU, I don't mean to pile on, but it's funny. Um, FSU board of trustees chairman, Ed Burr said he once joked about FSU having a better academic ranking than its football ranking said. He's not sure if that joke is as funny anymore. Oh no. <laughs> Because they currently, yeah, they they do. Um, so the last thing we do have to get to with this game yeah. is that I was like two days ago years old when I discovered that this game has a trophy. Yeah, I mean, huge rivalry. As I said, they've played 18 times. What, what rivalry so intense could not have a trophy associated to it? Like, what? And they, I guess the first time they played was 92 uh, when FSU first joined the league. Um, yeah. So, you know, multiple meetings all the way back to the early 90s. Like, okay. <laughs> you got to have a trophy. <laughs> I still don't. Okay. So it's cre- it was a, it, the, the trophy was created in 1995 and was named for former president of the United States and founder of the University of Virginia, Thomas Jefferson, uh, and Francis mm-hmm. Epps, his grandson and two-time mayor of Tallahassee and president of the board of trustees of the West Florida Seminary, now FSU. Um. Okay. <laughs> Uh, it is basically well you know what i'm just gonna go straight to the wiki to tell you what it is the trophy is composed of an intricately wrought silver pitcher presented to the city of tallahassee by epps in 1842 and set upon a wood base made of remains of the mcguffey ash which was once the largest tree on the grounds of the university of virginia but suffered a fatal tree disease in 1990 i hate when that happens i hate when that happens i like how you think this was precipitated by the fatal tree disease and all of a sudden they have like this tree and someone's like you know what i could do i could make a trophy base and they're like oh good idea yeah, like and then what? someone down in florida is like we have this sweet picture <laughs> now this is it guys we figured it out what were they like marie condoing their trees and they're like what, <laughs> what do we do with this tree it's dying let's give it to tallahassee what? My favorite line from the wiki is, although the game is played for a trophy, it is not considered a significant rivalry. <laughs> I mean, big facts, right? Like, totally I feel fair. like, so I, I was trying to think if there's possibly like a more random rivalry that I could, I was going like, maybe UNC and Pitt could play for like the Larry Fedora Memorial Trophy since like he, <laughs> he never lost to them inexplicably, at least to me inexplicably. What um, would be the, what would the trophy look like? Uh, you know, I don't, oh gosh, what would it look like? Would it be like a can of Red Bull, maybe? Yeah, <laughs> probably be like a can it. of Red Bull. Yeah, but like tilted slightly to the side to add, make it artsy. Um, I like that. Wear, wearing a hat. Yeah, wearing a fedora. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Never saw Larry Fedora wearing a fedora. Um, Which is a shame. It was upsetting. I can't think of anything more random. Like what, like what Boston the College con- and like... Conflict. Yeah, the oh. conflict trophy is just about as like weird as it gets because like that's a such a manufactured like I don't even think they're playing anymore, are they? 
<laughs> no, so they're not. But it was – I loved everything about that. Like, they were just basically like, we have yeah. a rivalry now. And one side was like, no, we don't. What are you doing? Yeah, actually, no. It's not- yeah, I think one – <laughs> One last thing on like this, you know, rivalry game that's not a rivalry game that's a rivalry game. Um, the atmosphere in Charlottesville this weekend should be legit because yeah, for yeah, sure. Um, I don't know if you heard Lauren, but the Virginia men's basketball team won the national championship this year. What? Um, I, I, just, I, I missed that. People forget, and so uh, <laughs> I'm legally required to mention it on every podcast I go on. No, it's kidding. Um, they're doing the banner raising Friday night. And then recognizing members of the team at the game on Saturday. And there are about, I think they said like 150 tickets left for the game, which means there's probably going to be, you know, 55,000 plus, which I know big 10 teams, that's not a lot, whatever. But I don't think there's been that many people in Scott Stadium in a decade. So um, it's going to be loud. It's going to be excited. And, you know, the trial guy is going to be there. You know, it's big stuff. It's it's important, I think, like because yeah. and and Duke and Carolina have done things like this in the past too. Those are basketball first schools that you know are looking to incentivize people to go to certain football games. They've done this in the past where they'll do like their late night, the night before a big home game or something along yeah. those lines, so that they can get fans into town, um, knowing that like they would likely stay and and go to the football yeah. game. And yeah. um, they yeah, I remember when I was a kid because um, we had Carolina football season tickets. They used to do the blue white game like after a big home game. Um, oh, that's like, awesome! In, yeah, yeah. So like you could just walk right over. And I remember we did that once. Um, and it was like, oh yeah, and that's the only basketball game I would ever see because like it was super expensive. But <laughs> yeah. well, and that's the other thing that I think Virginia's done well in this situation is they didn't jack up prices for this football game. Like, yep. One, they, I don't think they can afford to right now, but just in in the sense of like. Yeah, not want, yet. First things first, you got to get people in the doors. Like you got to get people in through the gates, like in the seats. And when you offer, you have this fun event Friday night. You have stuff that's going on on grounds, and then you offer twenty five dollar tickets for lower bowl. That's the way to do it. Like get people in the stadium. Now there's beer gardens, so you know we're oh, making steps that way. Um, but yeah, I think it should be. That's I think this this game will be interesting, and I think it'll be a good litmus test. Some fans are freaking out like this is a must win because it shows that this team is different. Um, I think that, you know, Florida State's a talented team, regardless of what their record is and how poorly they've played. They've got some talented players. So um, should be a good one. I think I can. OK, Georgia Tech Syracuse. I think that's the most random ACC. Like yeah, if you told me there was a trophy, like, like I'd be like, what? Excuse me? Like, there's no way I'd believe that that were true. Yes, that's a good one. Because <laughs> that's not even, at first I was like, no, that's not an old Big East thing. That's just weird. Yeah, Right, that's, that's the thing. Like, I can't connect the Big East thing. to Like, it can't be two Big East foes. I, I was surprised to hear that, like, I thought Pitt would be a bigger rival for Syracuse. And John Casillo told me earlier this week that, like, no, not really. Um, like, they have bigger rivalries with, like, Virginia Tech and Miami and, and teams like that than they do with Pitt. And I was like, oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, like I think I think that might be the one. Georgia Tech Syracuse would be the most like what are you talking about? Um, but yeah, I don't know. That's probably the most random one. I don't even know what their trophy would be because Paul Johnson's not there anymore, and I don't even know what Georgia Tech football is now. Yeah, and that makes true. me sad. It's that's lost wandering, heartbreaking. Yeah. All right, Caroline. Well, that pretty much wraps up this week. Um, my son Alex is still picking games. Um, for this podcast, his record, by the way is 14 and eight. Now my son, Alex is a toddler. So his attention span is quite short. Um, and he doesn't like to do things that I ask him to do. And so 
Um, I've had to cut back on the number of games that he will get through, and you will hear that um, in this recording that he sort of runs out of steam at the end. But I did try to prioritize the games I wanted him to pick in the beginning, and hopefully we will continue this as long as I can figure out a way to strategize around his stubbornness. Caroline, thanks so much for joining us. Oh, uh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. Joining us, joining me. I'm one person. Spoiler <laughs> alert. I think you will enjoy Alex's pick this week. Ooh, so and he's the best. <laughs> let's just get to it. All right, Alex, say hi. Hi. Okay. UNC or Wake Forest? Wake Forest. Oh, wow. Kansas or Boston College? Boston College. I want to wa- I want to hug Boston College. You want to hug Boston College? Oh, you 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 should want to hug Kansas more after that game because Kansas is more going to be more sad. Boston College will be happy, so that's good. I want. What about NC State or West Virginia? West Virginia. Oh wow! West Virginia to hug me. Oh, that's sweet. We should drive through there sometime. It's fun. Yes. Pittsburgh or Penn State? No, I What about Panther? Panther or Lion? Panther or Lion? No, I want Lalo Vaga. I don't know what that is. You picked that last week and I still don't know what it is. But I want Lalo Vaga. Yellow Frogger? No, Lalo Vaga. Vaga? No, Lalo (laughs) Vaga. Yellow, I don't know. Do you want the Panther or the Lion? The lion. That's hard. Okay, the lion. Yeah, that's a good one. If you hug a lion, if you hug a lion, it would be pretty dangerous. Are you sure? Yes. Florida State or Virginia? Virginia. Oh, Miss Caroline will love you so much. Clemson or Syracuse? Clemson. Yeah, that's probably good. Duke or Middle Tennessee? Middle Tennessee. Wow. I want to hide Middle Tennessee. <laughs> what is up with that, right? Is it East Tennessee? Is it West Tennessee? It's Middle Tennessee. That's very weird. Louisville or Western Kentucky? Oh, I want Little Frogger. I don't know what Little Frogger is. No, Little Frogger. Okay, I don't know what that is. What about, let me give you one more. Furman or Virginia Tech? No, and not a microphone. Oh. It's a phone. Okay. No, that's true. It's not a microphone. It's a phone. What about Citadel or Georgia Tech? It's a microphone, not a phone. <laughs> okay. I think we've we've expi- we've expired your pick segment. Mommy. Do you want to say goodbye? Yes. Say bye. Bye. <laughs>